Welcome to episode 539 of the Leadcast Podcast. I am your host, Nick the King Cooper. Joining me is Aiden Frost Rockarts. Hey, how's it going? Hey, and that's it. Colton is returning from a trip, very sunburnt, uh, very tired from his travel. So he'll he'll join us next week. Also hasn't played any league this week, I, I think. So, um, hey, that's all right. Um, yeah, anyway, on this episode, uh, we have a couple new patrons. We've got a little bit of Leadcast news, a tiny bit of new news. Um, no stories slash uh, zillion um, actions. Sorry if you can hear thunder, by the way. I'm not sure if it's coming through <laughs> on the mic, but it is storming currently. So very, uh, very loud. Uh, and then we've got our Manscaped ad read, of course. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about Belveth? Yeah, I do, actually. <laughs> okay, I, I do as well, because my feelings on her have changed. Um We'll do a little bit of competitive league. Uh, we'll talk about our second sponsor, Nord VPN, and then close it out with roundtable in mail fight. Aiden, how was your week? Mike was good. Um, not the most League of Legends. I uh, I guess the only League of Legends I did really um, was I did my wheel stream. Uh, we had a bunch yeah. of people for it. It was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. So for those who don't know, the wheel stream was a uh, I, I got people to like donate and they would tell me what to play and I added all these things to a wheel and one of the things on the wheel was end stream so I was going to play <laughs> until uh, I hit the end stream thing and I had like 30 things on the wheel so like my chance of ending stream was 1 in Pretty 30 low. when I played something it'd be 129 then 128 um, mm-hmm. and I, I played uh, my first game of Zaya with you you were in it it was fun I was I played yeah. a second game as Lilia uh, it was less fun because I'm bad at Lilia uh, and then I hit end stream on my <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah. uh, i felt a little bad so i played a couple more like keep ro- uh, keeping rolling through people's stuff i might if i ever get bored just like pull up the wheel again and do some more from that mm-hmm. um but uh, i got out early i was just planning on streaming till like seven in the morning from like like an eight hour stream or a nine hour stream or whatever um but i was done like an hour and a half so uh yeah I'm, i meant <laughs> I to ask like you hours league. i meant to ask you your plan was to stay up till seven six or seven were you just gonna stay up the whole day uh yeah because i had to, i had to take my car in the next morning for something as well so oh jesus that sounds awful so i was like uh whatever it's like the, I, I felt bad though because i promised it and it just kept getting yeah. pushed um so i'd rather just do it but uh that's true fuck just it, get it over with i got blessed nice nice yeah it was fun though um outside that um i'm going to be playing a lot more tom kench on stream soon so if you're ever tuned into my stream uh you'll see probably some tom kench gameplay and outside of that i would like to do some more community games because i think i think community games are still my favorite way to play league of legends right now like in-house mm-hmm. 5v5s so yeah nice well uh, uh tom kench is op tom kench is op he's the best ad carry in the game like a top 10 top five support i think he's a top I think he's three number top laner. two yeah top laner by win rate currently um but yeah um what did i do oh i played a little bit of belveth so we'll talk about that um yeah. i also did a couple community night games where i forced people to let me jungle velveth and didn't turbo in their game how good is bad. blind pick by the way I'm starting to get people to do I, blind pick wave. I so I wanted to do it so I could just get Belveth uncontested, yeah. but I feel like it's actually just a superior mode. 
Dude, you click uh, it, you're in game. Like you click Q, you're, it pops immediately. You're fucking through champions like so quick. Like it's oh, so it's fast. So I feel like people don't dodge, right? Because yeah, people, yeah. why the fuck would you dodge? I guess yeah, if you like, don't get your roll, oh. solo queuing, you don't get roll. But like you're getting your character that you want. Like yeah. Um. Oh, my power flickered a little bit. Uh oh. Uh. Oh, there goes Nick. Uh, <laughs> oh no. Um. Do I have to do a solo show? I wonder if I should. Um. I guess I'll talk for a little bit. Um, maybe he'll pop back in. We'll see. Um, but anyways, uh, the other cool thing about blind pick is you get to play mirror matches. So mirror matches are super sick. Um, we actually played one a couple days ago where um, our bottom lane played misfortune to misfortune. It was just them fucking ulting each other all game. Um, sorry, Nick is gone though. So this might just be a fucking short show. Um, uh <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I think we're going to do a solo bolo here. Um, so it's going to be a bit of a shorter show because uh, Colton's sick and Nick doesn't have power now. <laughs> so uh, bear with me. Um, we'll probably do emails next week. Uh, we'll see. We'll, uh, we'll just go with the flow, boys. Uh, stick with me. Um, anyways, let's hop into the show. Our new patrons for this week are Jake and Mary Makes No Sense. Uh, thank you guys both for your support of the show. Um, so let's hop into the new news. So the first thing in new news is Riot has a partnership with Games Pass, uh, which is really fucking cool. Uh, I'm, I'm actually super excited for this. It's it's super unique. Um, so what this means is that if you have Games Pass, which is Xbox's monthly $9, $10 subscription, you're going to get all the League of Legends champions unlocked, all the Wild Rift characters unlocked. Um, for Legends of Terror, you get the foundation set unlocked. Um, for Team Titan Tactics, you get a bunch of little legends. And for Valorant, you get all agents unlocked. So this only lasts while you have a subscription to Games Pass. Um, but... I think it's fucking cool. I think this is like, if you're a newer player, paying $10 a month to have access to everything's kind of sick. So this is very similar to the model that they were using for um, PC bangs, like in Korea or I guess even in North America, I think there's some PC bang PC bangs so where you'd go to this PC bang, pay whatever dollars an hour to play League of Legends, but you'd have a, uh, like a bunch of shit unlocked, including like bonus XP and all this other stuff. Um, so it's kind of like that just being translated into a uh, different model. Um, that being said, if you do stop subscribing to Xbox, you won't have access to those characters anymore. It sounds like you'll be able to, while you're on, while you're subscribed, say, I don't own uh, brand. So I subscribe to Games Pass. I have brand unlocked now. I can still buy brand because I don't actually own him. I just have him unlocked. Um, but anyways, it's a really cool model. Uh, I think it's like kind of cool. A lot of people are pretty down on it. They're like, why the fuck would I do this? It's not fair that I'm paying this and I'm not just going to keep it for free. Uh, it seems like just a good model, especially if you're already paying for Games Pass, just like oh, being an Xbox owner or their fucking crazy collection of games on PC. Uh, it's it's kind of sick. Games Pass is definitely one of those services currently where Microsoft is bleeding money to get um, client share, and you should take advantage of this. It very, very much feels like fucking the good old like uh, Movie Pass and stuff like that. So uh, I think Games Pass is a really good investment currently. Um, anyways, what's up next is our starry section, which we have no fucking starries. Can you guys fucking believe that we don't have a single starry this week? That's fucking bullshit. Um, but what we do have is a manscaped addery. This is going to be a solo bolo fucking manscaped addery. Can you guys believe it? Um, Anyways, gentlemen, Father's Day is around the corner, and our friends at Manscaped are here to ensure all father figures uh, out there are looking, <laughs> looking daddy, daddy material this June. Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0 includes a signature lawnmower 4.0. Uh, 
Uh, it is the perfect bundle to tackle uh, any and all old man here from head to toe. This right here is no dad joke. Treat him yourself and uh, enjoy the 4 million men worldwide uh, who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer. 20% off plus free shipping with the uh, code leadcast at manscaped.com. Trust me, his dad bod will thank you. Um, I mean, we talk about Manscaped all the time. We think it's been our best partnership ever. Uh, our community seems to love it. We seem to love it. Uh, I don't think there's a product that I don't use. I fucking love their shampoo and uh, body wash still. That's like the stuff that I use fucking on the daily it's still sick. Um, but anyways, once again, it's 20% off plus free shipping with code leadcast at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code leadcast. Shake what your mama got ya. Nah, shake what your daddy gave ya. Uh, yeah, thank you so much, Manscaped. We love being partners with you guys. It, it, we love all the products. Awesome. Cool. Um, what's next on our document is we were going to talk about League of Legends Addiction. I think this is going to be a better discussion for uh, a bunch of people, but it's something that I really want to talk about. Uh, I'll give a brief overview of what we're going to talk about next week. So there is a Bob Quinn tweet on Twitter who is a used to be a professional player. Did he used to be a professional player? Either way, he's a streamer for Team Liquid currently. Um, and he tweeted out, like, kind of like is this okay? And it was a t picture of someone who has 2000 games played this season. Right. And his idea was it doesn't seem healthy for people to play this much league of legends. And I'm complete. I am in a complete agreement of it. I personally think that people league of like video game addiction is a real thing. And people overall play too much. I'm not saying that you can't enjoy a hobby, can't know life, whatever you want. That being said, you should probably take other priorities in your life and put them first, right? Work, friends, relationships, school, all these things should become come before a video game and video games should be secondary. Um, I think this will be a better discussion because I know Nick feels a little bit different about it. He thinks that you should be able to spend your time however you want, which once again, you can. Uh, I just know that it's just really sad to see people who play... 3,000 games of League of Legends a season and don't seem to actually even enjoy it that much, right? They just do it because it's the thing they do. And it feels like that time could be better spent like on so many other things in your life and it'd be way more fulfilling. Um, oh, Nick might come back actually, boys. Sure. All right, we're back. Sorry about that. My power went out and we had to uh, quickly uh, figure out what to do. Hopefully it didn't and help. Nick's being attacked by the fucking thunderstorm here. Uh, Colton's <laughs> out sick. Nick's being attacked by thunder, dude. How am I going to fucking <laughs> save the day this week? Uh, <laughs> but anyways, I, I got through a little bit of the show. We talked about the Riot X Games Pass thing, which is just really fucking cool, I think. I know we talked a little bit on Discord about it. Yeah, It seems like cool. only a good thing. Uh, mm -hmm. And then did you, we have to talk about... Sorry, sorry did you mention that it was um, only while you have an active subscription? yeah i talked about how like yeah Which that makes, makes sense, sense but like, it kind of sucks <laughs> yeah no a lot of people are upset about it but like the reality is it's just, it's it's exactly how the old um pc um like uh what, what are they called like the cafes like the gaming cafes yeah and sort of, mm -hmm, like the, riot sometimes would partner yeah. with those and give like while you were playing on those you get a, like an unlocked account it works the exact same way as those so gotcha. it's really cool though i'm really excited it will get a lot of more people into league who if people have been like hey i want to get into league but I don't have access to all these characters. I feel 12 years behind. Then this is a pretty fucking good way to get into it. I think so. for sure, for sure. And hopefully, um, I, I would hope this would, um, kind of allow riot to, uh, see that like champions, the cost of champions is a little bit too high. Yeah. Um, like, uh, like maybe the, the numbers go up more significantly than they expected just because people can have access to all the characters. 
Um, so I, I don't know, maybe, maybe, but it, it is a little ridiculous for characters to be like five years old and still 6,300. It's, it's a lot, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, what we were like just starting to talk about was the, uh, Bob Quinn tweet, um, the team liquid yeah. content creator, um, who said he streamed, he tweeted, eh. <laughs> uh, no flame, but if your profile looks like this, then what are you doing with your life, man? How can someone play almost 2000 games already this season? My peak league addiction doesn't, uh, phase doesn't even come closest. And he tweeted out an account of someone obviously was in one of his games who uh, has 2000 games currently played which averages out to like 13 14 games mm-hmm. a day uh since the beginning of the season and that doesn't include fucking non-ranked games by the way because that was only the ranked climb uh and it's interesting because I-, I think he's being too harsh about it i think that's probably the yeah easiest thing to say that being said i'm someone who very much thinks that video game addiction is a very real thing and i think a lot of people throw away a lot of their life playing games just mindlessly because that's the thing they do right they go mm-hmm. i come home and i play five games a league and that, that's how i spend my night every night and it feels like just autopiloting and doing stuff like that is not always a good thing i feel like a lot of people like the reality is as long as you're putting your priorities first as long as you have healthy relationships with friends family relationships whatever um you're getting your school stuff done you're getting your work done all those priorities come first then it's probably fine to spend your time ever you want that being said i think a lot of people don't spend their time well. yeah and that's what yeah. scares me so this is I, I definitely want to preface like this by saying my argument is assuming that you know video games aren't negatively impacting your life the way like i literally can't hold down a job because i have to play yeah. League of legends like it, this is assuming that none of that is the case because obviously like yeah if you have priorities like my you know family relationships are being damaged because i want to play video games um but if you kind of look at it, I think it like obviously it would depend on the very specific like circumstances. Um, but if this person worked like a, a, you know, a work from home job that was that had a lot of downtime, I, I actually don't think it's like that crazy. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it is a lot of League of Legends and should have been, have been spent like somewhere else. Yeah, definitely. Probably. Um, but I also like. I do think like video uh, video game addiction is real. Like clearly, I think we've seen so many examples of like you know you know people ruining their like college career, for instance, because they've um, they you know they don't go to class, just play games all day. Um, but I, I think like if it's not, I, I think video game addiction is like a tiny bit overblown. Um, just because I I personally like obviously I spend a lot of time playing games, but it's never like negatively impacted my my life to my knowledge um i uh i i think like that addiction would just get replaced with something else i suppose that that you would be addicted to Mm -hmm. um and that would be my only like i don't know thing but maybe that's not even a good argument you know if you're finding addiction elsewhere i don't know maybe that's not (laughs) justification but yeah i mean it's it's a lot of league of legends it's too much league of legends (laughs) like quite frankly yeah like i think the biggest thing is that i think a lot of people who are in that situation don't always know yeah that situation Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah um and i i think that like my main thing and i I just see this a lot with people and it does worry me about even our own listeners for example is i do think a lot of people go well this is the thing i do so that's why i do it you know what i mean and that's the only reason why they play games and Mm -hmm. that's not a good reason you know what i mean like 
I, I like some people it's because they're good at the game for example right i, I play league of legends because i've committed so much time and I, i'm already good at it i don't want to play other stuff i don't want to do other stuff right i want to i want to make this into something important which is cool mm-hmm. turn hobbies of yours into stuff that you want to do great yeah that being said i don't think a lot of people realize how easy it is to just transition to league of legends isn't your thing that you do 100 of the time right like <sighs> I just feel like a lot of people autopilot and it does worry me. I, I just want people to be the best that they can be. You know what I mean? And I'm not mm-hmm. saying I'm not trying to fucking parent you. I'm not your fucking parent. Yeah, um, obviously. That being mm-hmm. said, I, I just, you can just achieve so much. And uh, <laughs> even if you cut down like the number of games, if you are someone who plays 2000, 3000 games of league a year, it doesn't mean you have to stop. It just, maybe you should, try other hobbies you know what i mean maybe you should just like p- try putting some of that time elsewhere because even if you think league of legends is the thing i do it's the thing i enjoy you probably will find joy in a lot of other things that potentially could do really good things for you uh and i feel like um kind of something that's a, a bit understated is like time away from something can actually increase your like enjoyment or like love for that thing you know if you're away from your family for a little bit of time or your significant other like you'll you'll want to you'll you'll be more appreciative of like their presence and the same thing i I would say like goes for for league or could go for league you know you spent a little bit less time playing you know games and and maybe your enjoyment of like you know league becomes so much higher because you know that that one mistake isn't such a big deal because you know you you realize you have other things going on and it's not Mm -hmm. you know it's not as crucial to to win that game or that team fight or whatever but um yeah yeah it's a lot of League of Legends. If you're playing that much, like maybe in, play one less game and and like just go for a walk, you know, something yeah. like that. And uh, e- even that would just go a long way. <laughs> I mean, even just starting to think about it, right? Like you don't have to immediately yeah. action. Of course, action's the right way to get out of any cycle. Um, but that being said, even just considering like, oh, maybe I, I maybe I would like to do this, right? Maybe I maybe start looking into other things that you want to do with your time. And I don't know. It's just it's just always a positive thing. I think like just doing stuff because you do it isn't always a good reason and that's mm-hmm. the main thing i'm trying to get at yeah staying in bad habits isn't you know isn't anything that, that you want mm-hmm. to do for sure um, awesome. um but yeah i think the tweet was like a little bit harsh but like oh I, yeah I understand sure. the point because i mean i'd say 90 percent of the replies man are like i can spend my time however the fuck i want which mm-hmm. very much just reads as like i play a lot of league and i'm happy with it <laughs> which is fine but like i don't think the core of it's that you know what i mean yeah yeah nice but yeah it's cool um, yeah, so uh, that leads us to, um, sorry, where are we? Right here. Um, it leads Belveth, us to, uh, yeah, let's talk about Belveth for a little bit. Poggers. So what are your initial thoughts on her after uh, a week? So on release, just to give context, Belveth was the lowest win rate character in the game with like a 35% win rate in jungle, mm-hmm. then even lower in soul lanes. Um, it has slowly grown. Did they hotfix her? I don't think they hotfixed her either, did no, they? No, they did. I, I, to my knowledge, they did not um so currently on uh, the 14th (laughs) she is 48 percent win rate jungle which is a crazy jump Mm -hmm. um 41 percent win rate top and 42 percent win rate mid 43 actually um trevor thinks that trevor thinks she's actually like really good mid lane better jungle i talked to him a little bit more today about it he definitely is his opinions dwindling on it that being Mm. said i think she has good reasons to be played mid she's just even harder mid than she is jungle which yeah what is what i wanted to talk about i think that she's 
weird because she plays like you know like the mastery type like the i need to farm up i need to carry she gets invaded she dies like 100 percent of the time because yeah. she has long cooldowns also she probably is the jungler with the hardest clear that rise released in years i think yeah so i i don't necessarily know if it's like crazy crazy hard um to but, get like the three ten minute three minutes yeah yeah so it's like that like definitely so optimized it's insanely difficult like crazy hard um but like you i i think it's a little like maybe if you're invaded at like level two like her mm-hmm. her you know she's really easy to die but i think as soon as you get level three like it's not too bad like you're pretty safe um you just have long cooldowns is the biggest thing i find yeah for sure they're they're really long cooldowns if you um uh if you if you don't have like your zones up for instance your your q dashes uh yeah it's it's pretty tough um uh specifically i mean if you don't have your e like you're just fucked <laughs> you're not a character <laughs> your fucking best ability it's so yeah. gross uh, um, i i i think actually like so i only have a three game sample size of of like playing it uh played it against it once i think no twice i think um i think it might be like simultaneously the best ability in the game and the worst ability in the game based on like usage yeah um because i mean straight up it's like it's a fucking insane ability like it's so good defensively Uh, and offensively yeah yeah both um but if you use it poorly it absolutely does nothing it's terrible yeah um so yeah i mean uh yeah i i would tend to agree with your sentiment i it's hard. I'm not sure if she's like OP broken, like most new characters tend to tend to release yeah. at. But she's definitely stronger than what people initially thought. Absolutely, like much stronger than that. Yeah, most people thought she was like one of the worst characters in the game. I would say. Um, I, I think people, people thought she was the worst character in the game. Yeah, I still think that she like like once again like go, someone if you're interested anyone like who wants to play the character go up and look at the like. Uh, optimal jungle clearings mm-hmm. for Velvet. Yeah. Like a lot of it's like positioning yourself so your cues always put you in the right direction. Um auto canceling after every single queue is like all these things are super, super important to like make sure you have a clear that's uh on par with other yeah. junglers who, who have it way easier is like the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Um that being said, I, I do quickly want to talk about her mid. She's interesting mid. <laughs> because Yeah. So obviously she's supposed to be a jungler, mostly because they fucking tied the mechanic of her alt evolve thingy, like where she turns into the better version. Um, when you get a kill, you get a one minute version of it, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you kill Harold, Dragon, or Baron, you get a yeah. three ver- three minute version of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, 182 second. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. Um, no, sorry. And it's like that's that's crazy like so like early herald or fucking gross on this character which i think holds her back a little bit in mid lane mm-hmm. because obviously you don't have as much prior on jungle as well as obviously you uh just feast on jungle minions to get like stacks and stuff as well yep. uh that being said what most people don't know is obviously her her q directions are like uh what do you want to say like the the cardinal uh, directions the cardinal directions mm-hmm. yeah um that being said you can cast it in like any like think of it as like a fiora's four like corners or whatever like, yeah but based on your character mm-hmm. in any single like any any part of that like big uh section that big quarter Meaning, yeah when you're playing mid lane and one of your directions is directly down mid one is towards top lane one is towards bottom lane you have three dashes mm-hmm. down the lane because yeah. you can go straight down the lane slight straight down the lane like up a little bit and straight down the lane down a little bit mm-hmm. um meaning your trade patterns, if you're really fucking good, are actually fucking insane. Because you can dash in, W, dash out, dash back in. 
Like, yeah, yeah, it's 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 really correct. Um, and I think that is like her one saving grace in the mid lane because otherwise she's pretty yeah she's unplayable. Right? <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I think um, I I definitely think there could be some tech there. It would be really interesting. I definitely she's not blind pickable. Period. I think she loses to probably every single mage in the game or ranged character. Period. Um, but she's probably like pretty good into like most melee characters, I would say, um, especially those with like really telegraphed bursts. Like I would say she's probably pretty good into fizz, um, for instance, where you can see his E, you can see his ultimate. They're probably going to be casting it at the same time. Uh, and you can, you know, 70% damage reduction that, um, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, so. Do you have any so uh, there's there's been a lot of like debate about build and ability skill order uh runes kind of like more than i i would i would say any character released kind of recently um so what I have think you there been could saying? be more discussion well so like like okay there's a t- shitload of discussion i feel like it's pretty solved but there could be more if certain items were balanced better is what mm, I'm trying to say. okay because i think like we had some people in our Discord who were like who were like saying Trinity Force is really good on her, Tiamat items are really good on her, like all these things, which I think are true. I think those items are good on her. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, dude, Kraken Slayer, Blade of the Rune King, all the, like items like that are just so fucking broken currently. Death Stance that it yeah. feels like her build is solved because of how strong items that she can build are currently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's sort of how I feel too. So I um, had been watching a lot of uh, LS play mm-hmm. Belveth and he is building here differently than um than most other players are. He is going, I think, Blade of the Rune King into Iceborne Gauntlet. Okay. Um which I tried and I it's probably fine if you're ahead. Uh it feels very, very bad if you're not ahead. Um because yeah. you just do no damage at all. Um so yeah, I definitely think Kraken's the way to go. Blade of the Rune King. Uh, I would like to throw a special shout out to Gintu's. Um, You proc it insanely fast, which just procs your on-hit effects even faster. Um, she also is okay. the, I, I think, the single best Baron taker in the game. Yeah, um, just to stick with the, the Gintu's thing. She also procs Conquer with her. Yeah, uh, Conquer instantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with so her, like always yeah. take Conquer on her. She just she never take any other end because there's nothing that's... Other ends can be good on her, but they're never going to be as good as Conquer. <laughs> yeah, so I think um, I I think Lethal Tempo is a trap. Uh, yeah. It, you proc it instantly, uh, and you have the stacks a lot. Um, but with your Q, you don't really need the range. Um, the attack speed is like just kind of okay, but while you're eing, it doesn't do anything um, because you're attacking at a fixed rate anyway. Uh, and then I think the only other like maybe viable option is is press the attack, just because you proc mm-hmm. it instantly, you get like a ton of bonus damage. But if you can like fully stack conqueror in legitimately probably like half a second at most, like why aren't you using conqueror? You know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, go conqueror, please. Uh, I was going, I think, Kud, or, um, Triumph, Alacrity, and then the Execute one, Coup de, coup de Gras. Yeah. Um, as well as, I think the way to go is Free Boots plus uh, Cosmic Insight. Um, instead of like Celerity Water Rocking, like most junglers yeah. uh, tend to go. Uh, and then you you really, really want to prio uh, Early Herald. Um, I was playing normal games, so I don't necessarily think it's you know, a great representation, but I did get early heralds in every game that we played. 
Um, and I was level six by that time, uh, turns the, turns the character around completely. Um, so you, like Aiden was saying, you get your three minute true form, uh, which, uh, I'd have to, I have the ability up in front of me, um, gives you, uh, bonus health, bonus move speed, bonus attack range, increased attack speed, uh, and, uh, it heals you for a little bit when you actually use it. Um, and what it doesn't really tell you uh, is that when you have when you're under the effect of Baron or Herald, um, when you kill enemy minions, you spawn your your little creatures, your little Zerg. Um, and holy fuck, do they push really hard and, and really fast? Uh, it's actually like crazy how 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 good those things are. Um, so as soon as you get that, go to a lane, start killing minions. You're going to have basically a double minion wave. That's really, really hard to kill, uh, and, and take that tower like real fast. And that's what she like super excels at early. Yeah. Um, uh, ability, uh, I guess maxing. So obviously ease her best ability. Um, but I think there's a lot of merit to, uh, putting some points in Q early because ease He's really bad for jungle, but it's really good for fighting. Whereas Q is like really, really sick for jungle, but pretty okay for fighting. Um, so I, I think the LS method three points um, Q, then max E is the way to go. Yeah. Uh, point in, in W last. Um, yeah. And then I think the only th like two things that I wanted to, to, to note were... Um, make sure you pick up the void corals. This is something that like was really fucking with me. Um, if you like it, if you take Harold, you have to pick up the void coral, which is your ultimate thing. And you also have to take the eye, which is the regular Harold thing. Yeah. Um, and you can do that like a bunch of times in team fights. Uh, it, it is really good. It does. I think it's a slow, uh, and AOE slow around you, um, an explosion for damage, and it heals you as well. Um, so you're a reset character, but it's not like game instantly team fight winning like Katarina or Talon or something like that. Um, and then the last thing is that your W will reset the Q in the direction you hit a champion. Um, yeah. So the combo is, you know, Q forward, W, Q again. Um, you can Q W like really, really fast. It's hard to, it's actually really hard to react to, um, uh, if you're not prepared for it. Uh, and I think that's Delveth pretty much. Hell yeah. Is there anything else she's you wanted cool. to, to talk about? Um, no, I, I just think she's very cool. I think she's going to be C zero pro play. Yep. Um, zero pro play. The nature she, of her... She's a strong character after three items and that's bad for, for pro yeah. play. Uh, that being said, so. I think she's going to fucking decimate low elo and then yeah. slowly scale down the higher elo you get that's kind of how she's going to function i think for a while i, th so. I think she's going to function um very similarly to kindred where like kindred's not a great character unless you put in a shit ton of time and then she's mm -hmm. the best jungler in the game for solo queue um yeah. and i think that's how she's going to function if if belveth if belveth gets ahead it is very very difficult to win the game yeah. um her her kit does extremely well from behind. She just gains so many stats from being in true form, uh, and, and getting you know stacks of what assimilation I think it's called, um, or lavender whatever. Yeah. Uh, so uh, 
I, I would give her a shot. I was not hyped for this character at all, period. I, I think I thought this was going to be a character that I never played. Um, but I put in three normal games. I think she's really, really fun. I'll probably like not main her or play her in jungle or anything like that, um, like in ranked. But uh, I think she's like super fun for for normals where you can have a lot of coordination with your team for, uh, you know, neutral objectives and invades and, and skirmishes and things like that. So she's cool. I wish she had a cooler skin. I don't really like Battle Boss. I think it's bad. It's very average. So awesome. That's uh, a cool. that's Belveth. We're going to talk quickly talk about Nord, our next sponsor. I would love to. Yeah. So Nord, uh, we're sponsored by NordVPN. Nord offers many tools to improve your online experience when choosing the uh, feature. Uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, there, it's a very easy to use pro- uh, product with uh, connect with one click or enable auto connect for a zero uh, click protection. With over 5,500 servers in 60 countries, find a server near you for better speed or connect to a faraway location to freely explore the internet. They have amazing speed. It's confirmed by the speed test. NordVPN is the fastest VPN out there. You can connect up to six devices on every major platform windows android ios mac os linux even your android tv support nordvpn that's uh, crazy really really been good to us um mm-hmm. honestly like i mean nick you and i have both used fucking vpns for like ever nord like it's just they're just the fucking top in the game though mm-hmm. like it, it's really really great when i used to watch so much fucking anime dude that's the only way you can actually like watch everything you want to watch it, like uh, when i tell you guys it is it is the easiest program to use on my computer like i i'm i'm not joking you you turn it on you press a button boom you're done like if you want to yeah. connect you click the location you want to connect boom it's changed instantly yeah no like, for it's, sure it's crazy they're really, really great too. Um, so once again, you can grab your exclusive exclusive offer with NordVPN uh, by going to NordVPN slash Leadcast to get a huge discount off your v- NordVPN plan plus a free threat protection plus one month for free. It's completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day day, 30 money-back guarantee. Thank you once again, NordVPN. Uh, be sure to check them out. They're, they're, they've been really good to us. Thank you, Nord. Do you want to talk about the round table? uh let's quickly talk about competitive oh lcs league, yeah i accidentally like went over it the only thing we have to talk about is they released a hype video uh have you watched it by the way nick i have not this seems uh very nostalgic i would say yeah so there's two camps right now of people the one camp is this is the camp i'm in is holy fuck this is the best hype video that lcs has ever created it's on the level of like the old ogn videos like the ogn Ooh, summer ogn uh-huh. winter like fucking videos it's so fucking sick and then there's other camp of vid- uh, people that go holy fuck, this is only cool because it's a bunch of old pros and the narrative is now LCS used to be so good. (laughs) Um, But I think it's cool. The whole idea of the video is it's all the pros looking onto like the new upcoming talent like there's a shot of like sneaky double if looking at fucking uh danny like clutching out stuff it's like it's cool it's just fucking very unique it feels like ogn level of production uh i fucking love it i, I think that the people who are like are i think there's you can make jokes about it it is funny that it's going to be the best hype video and it's zero new players really in it mm-hmm. um that being said it's still fucking cool it still makes me excited for lcs which i think is the whole point of it yeah no it's super cool i um it, it makes me long for the days when um everyone was was interested in in watching lcs and not just like a a small number of people i guess in my circle you know yeah when me and matt hillman used to uh watch every single show or every single game and and break it down uh yeah maybe the the skinny forum yeah but uh yeah i mean i, I i'm pretty hyped i uh i hope that 
you know, the, the season is entertaining. Oh, for sure. I'm, I'm excited for LCS to come back. Mm-hmm. So awesome. Cool. Um, yeah, let's hop into the round table, which last week's the question was, what Great League of Legends topic would you be able to debate someone on? What are the main sides of the debate? From our Twitter, we got a couple of responses. One from Eric, he said, should Yumi be removed from the game? Yes and yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Rainbow Honeysuckle said, FFing 80% of the t- uh, cases is cringe. The game wasn't unwinnable until you say it is. Teams throw all the time. Hmm. I completely agree in like a solo queue environment. I yeah. think if you're playing with your homies though, fucking throw up FFs as much as you want. Fucking get out of those games and get into better games. <laughs> yeah. Like, especially if it's normal, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and then from our Discord, Soraka's Baby Daddy said, I would debate people that no, solo queue stats and win rates are not the entire story, but also no, they're not meaningless <laughs> or unusable. They simply need to be interpreted using a good understanding of the game and statistics, a game of st- game and of statistics. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would also lose the debate because humans are terrible at statistics. <laughs> True. Um, but yeah, no, for sure. And then uh, Foxloaf said, whether or not Trindamir should have his alt change completely. Stances, eh. stances are that he has no counter- counterplay, aka the correct stance, versus doing nothing uh, is counterplay. I hate the champ. He's problematic for the same reason Yumi is, which uh, is the fact that he's uh, completely uninteractive. Um, I think Trindamir is a pretty uninteractive character when you like look at the whole roster of characters. Um, yeah, I think so too. I think um, if you... Uninteractive is maybe... I'm not 100% sure if that's the, the word I would use, but like, mm-hmm. is he probably the most frustrating character to play against in the game? It, you know, an argument can be made for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and, you know, that's problematic if, if people hate playing against the character. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, it definitely comes down to the fact that like, no matter what the mechanic of undying is going to be frustrating. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I can't, a, a character can't kill you and also pumps out, you know, some of the highest damage in the game that yeah that's either problematic frustrating or you know unpickable at best for for most people the character can still have weaknesses right like the Mm -hmm. character can still be terrible for 90 percent of the game and have an annoying mechanic like yeah exactly like a great example is like fucking pokemon dude pokemon that have like fucking explode if Pokemon yeah. can be shit, dude, but if it explodes and one hits your shit, it's still fucking annoying. <laughs> I, I, I always bring this back to um, imagine a character that is perfectly balanced. It's 50-50 every time. Yeah. But the moment you load into the game, it flips a coin and the game's decided then. That's it. Yeah, like just, that's that's how the bad, character yeah. plays. Like, yeah, it's perfectly balanced, but, but balanced. it's frustrating <laughs> as fuck. Like, yeah. and, and those are two separate things where, yeah, you, you can you can have a perfectly balanced character or one that, you know, it, it isn't the most frustrating to play against but if it's problematic like for the game it's it's an issue yeah yeah for sure um but yeah we talked a lot about negative stuff so this week's roundtable question is what is one way which uh, your life is better because you decided to play league of legends Ooh, um i'll say the podcast and the friends <laughs> i've made from it i mean <laughs> yeah i mean I, I i think i think it would be wild to not pick the podcast you know see yeah. it, it is like quite literally changed both of our lives i mean I, I've made, you know, lifelong friends from it. I uh, moved away for it. You met your wife from it. So mm-hmm. like we're also both filthy rich from it. Yeah, disgustingly rich. It's crazy. <laughs> what you guys don't actually realize is that it says a dollar, but it's actually charging you guys a hundred dollars a piece. <laughs> Get fucking <laughs> scammed. Uh no, but yeah, it's, it's been really, really yeah. good. Like it's done a lot for me overall. Mm-hmm. So it's been great. But yeah. 
Um, if you want to let us know what, uh, in which way League has made your life better, uh, you can hit us up on our Twitter at LeagueCast. You can send us an email, mail leaguecastpodcast.com, or you can come into our Discord and post in our, in our roundtable section. Oh my gosh, that was hard to say. <laughs> That's all right. We're, we're working on it. Um, our first email in Mail Fight is from Hfire Jade. It's been a while. Uh, oh, hey, my dudes, Hfire here. Been a while since I've sent in an email. For this week's roundtable, my debate topic would be ARAMs. Although a casual game mode can get really competitive and uh, can be a strong... Oh, I'm sorry. Although a, casative, uh, a casual game mode, it can get really competitive and can be a strong test of skill. As a player who hasn't played more than 30 games of ranked since Season 2... I spend the majority of my time in ARAMs. I regularly uh, match against all levels of skill from unranked like myself to Grandmaster. Even with ARAMs being the casual game mode, uh, the players in these games usually do to try do try to win, even if, if even if it's using a suboptimal build or playstyle like AP Rexi, ADE LeBlanc, support Twitch, etc. Nothing feels more humbling than getting absolutely outplayed by a Grandmaster Zillion and a 1v1 who's dodging everything and laughing while he peppers you with bombs. Number two, uh, item number two that I wanted your opinions on, healing in the late game. It's a topic that has been beaten into the ground over and over again, but the thing I hate about it is uh, that you can stack healing items, but you cannot stack healing reduction. Even before Grievous Wound nerfs, uh, if you build a Grievous Wound item into a champion that commonly builds more than one healing or lifesteal item, it feels like there's no point. Who cares if 60% of the healing is gone when I play Callista with Bloodthirster, Shieldbow, Hurricane, and Blade of the Rune King? Uh, it's even worse for champs like Aurelia, who get healing on Q regardless of healing items, and still stack it, uh, still stack builds like this. If two people build a Grievous Wounds, it may guarantee that the reduction is active in a fight, uh, but it doesn't do anything since they heal for 300 plus per auto. I always feel like I, if I see more than one Grievous Wound item on my team, it's just gold down the drain overall. Keep up the great work as usual, boys. Thanks again, H Fire Jade. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I'm not sure what the debate item, uh, the debate topic is for Aram. I think yeah, it's definitely a strong test of skill. Maybe that's it. Is mm -hmm. people see it more casually than they should. Um, I actually think it's really good for learning the game. You learn a ton of characters like all at once. You pretty much just team fight exclusively. Um. And then you just have to learn how to lane, which is pretty easy, uh, all things considered. Um, but Grievous Wounds, it's uh, it's definitely something that we um, have talked about before and definitely recently. Uh, and, but he brings up a good point that, that you know, we haven't really discussed is, you know, there's a ton of ways to increase your healing. And there's, you know, there's only one way to to decrease healing. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've noticed that a lot more that. You, you know, you build Grievous Wounds and at full efficiency, you know, it reduces healing by 40%. Um, but, you know, I've seen a lot more Spirit Visage um, and it, it, it feels really bad that like, you know, you build Spirit Visage and you try to counter it with a Grievous Wounds item. And it, it not that it like totally evens out based on the numbers, but it, it really feels like okay, once I have two healing items in Spirit Visage, like, I, I'm back to fully effective healing again. And there's nothing you yeah. can do about it. Um, they did put out a tweet today about it. Once again, the fucking best way for Riot to communicate. I, right that's now. so wild to me. Yeah. Um, they, they just pretty well said that, like, their current goal is to balance all healing in the game around the idea of 40 Grievous, uh, mm. percent grievous Wounds is going to be, like, the cap um so like they can start lowering healing if it gets out of hand to like be actually like 
affected by 40% greatest wins. So like the 25 is always going to be pretty weak, but the 40 is going to be like a hopefully meaningful like reduction at some point. I don't know. I, I will argue for it again. I, I wish grievous wounds was not in the game and healing was based on full effectiveness. Um, mm-hmm. And we had a long discussion know. last episode yeah. about it. So like you can go back and listen to that, but yeah, mm-hmm. kind of just, of, just of it was either it needs to not be in the game or they need to make it like, very niche items like you are giving up parts of your build to build healing reduction but it has a meaningful impact on the game yeah um awesome thank you jade you want to read the next one i sure do this one is from gavin he says hey cast so seeing that they reduce the percentage of grievous wounds you get uh, on all items how would you feel if they got rid of the current grievous wounds items and added grievous wounds mythic for all classes that would accomplish the goal of uh people not building in every game uh just to have it um but they can keep your wounds at the 40 to 60 uh, and still have it feel useful like the bruiser one could have the stats of black cleaver but uh, a bit better and have grievous wounds as its passive or maybe they'd have the mythic passive uh every full item you complete gets eight percent grievous wounds and the mythic items would start with 25 percent uh just spitballing some ideas here probably will never happen uh but let me know your thoughts have a wonderful day as always and thanks for the great podcast so i i think the just flat having a mythic item for each one is not great mm-hmm. um because it creates the issue of only one you can only build one mythic item meaning yeah. one person on your team has to actively choose to give up their build to fix it that being said i like the idea of a mythic item having grievous wounds as the mythic passive i think that's really unique yeah i think so too um I, it scales I, into I, the game too like that, I, that's the I, coolest part about it yeah i really like that idea i don't like how like necessary it would feel in some matchups i mean if you're mm-hmm. you know laying against a, a vladimir why are you ever building any other mythic? You know, the characters yeah. are based on healing or Soraka, you know, if there's a Soraka on the team. Um, and, I, and I don't like that because I feel like specifically with mythics, you should have like more of a choice for it um, where it would feel like less of a choice. I, I think with um, um, like a, a Grievous Wounds uh, mythic. Yeah. Um, that being said, like I, I don't, I wouldn't hate it actually. I, I do think if there was one class that could like have this exist, it would be, it would be support. I, I don't think I would hate a support Grievous Wounds mythic. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the problematic healers are supports. So maybe that's kind of goes against the idea of the class. I'm not sure. That's yeah, cool. Thank you so much for the email, Gavin. I, I really like your ideas. Yeah. Thanks, Gavin. Next email is from, uh, Cass, Uh, he says, Hey, Lee cast boys. Um, I recently had a ranked game with a Katarina OTP matched against another Katarina OTP. Uh, I had already used my dodge that day to avoid a similar circumstance, so I sacrificed the letter points that Riot's matchmaking god was determined to take. Then it occurred to me, does it have to be this way? There are thousands of machine learning research papers on match prediction in League of Legends and Dota 2 using champion mastery points and player win- champion mass. Uh, sorry, using champion mastery points and player champion win rate of both teams. Matches can be predicted with uh, 75% accuracy. I don't want to get into the discussion on whether or not OTPs are good or bad for the game. Most players main one to three champs because it's the most effective way to play. If matchmaking avoided pairing mains on the same team or enemy team, dodging would be reduced and game quality increased. Uh, Games should not be decided by coin flip on which Katarina main gets to pick first. Cass or Kin. So I think he brings up a really good point with the machine learning. There, there was a mm-hmm. post like a year or two ago. It was pretty well, like, I can predict any game with like whatever certainty. Yeah. And it was like, it's actually crazy because dude, fucking AI machine learning shit is fucking it's, bonkers. It's actually like kind of scary. <laughs> Have you been doing any of the fucking Dolly thing? 
The Dolly? No. The the you enter. We'll do it after the show. Okay. There's this <laughs> machine learning thing that uh you can enter in anything you want, and it fucking will produce nine images with that prompt. And oh, I have like seen fucking, some of that. Yeah, I've seen. Yeah, some you've of probably that. seen the memes and shit about yeah. it. But yeah, it's, it's mm-hmm. fucking crazy. Uh, I had an idea for a fucking lead cast segment about that. Nice. We'll, we'll come back to that though. Um, but anyways. I think that the biggest thing here, though, uh, Karskin, is I don't know how many games are affected by things like this. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know if them implementing this system to make it so mains aren't on the same team is worthwhile in the slightest. You know what I mean? I, I feel like it, it doesn't happen nearly enough. And even if it does, is that necessarily a bad thing? I mean, from Riot's perspective, you have matched 10 players against each other, right? And the odds of two of the 10 players maining the same champion have to be like pretty low, all things considered. So can you yeah. like suddenly start doing the the machine learning maths to like, okay, well, if you have the same character in your top three, you know, most played champions, you're not going to be matched with or against one another. Is that, I mean at what point do you draw the line is it just the one character that you have in common is it you know within you know three um not only is that, that is that even a good way to balance the game when tom kench was uh reworked last year mm-hmm. um obviously he's played like a lot of top lane it was most played lane um i played against a lot of tom kench's top and that was my favorite fucking thing to lane versus because i don't think i lost lane ever because i knew yeah. how to play the character yeah exactly like that's a, a bit a fun part of the game like mm-hmm. I, I feel like if you're a one trick and someone picks your one trick you should just be able to fucking pound them because you main that character <laughs> yeah pick pick your main and then learn the hardest matchup possible for them and then yeah it's free you know um yeah. no, but, it's definitely like that's part of the game i feel like it's really interesting too so yeah 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 i don't know um thanks Kaskin. Do you want to uh, do next the, is from yeah, 51 Shades of Faker, and he says, Hey, tried Aiden's giant belt stacking on, uh, <laughs> sorry, but on Dr. Mundo, it works great. Uh, he has only HP scaling, so it's most likely even better on Mundo than it is for Kench. Please forgive me for the egregious length of my email. Uh, 51 Shades of Faker. So I had, well, when I was talking about it on stream a couple of weeks ago, I mentioned Mundo, mm-hmm. um, but I came to the conclusion that I think it's worse on Mundo because Mundo's fucking build path, so like, Early, it's way worse for sure. And then later, it might be better because early, Mundo really needs his mythic. And then Mundo really needs pretty well every single game, unless they're full AD. Second item, Spirit which yeah. doesn't build out of uh, Giant's mm-hmm. build. So if you go mythic item into Spirit's Village and then you build three Giant's Belts, I think it's fine because then you build the Giant's Belts into uh, Thornmail, um, Warmogs, and Chains. T- titanic sometimes is a titanic oh okay item on uh, mundo yeah 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 sorry like those are three items that you can build it's just like fuck building a bunch of giant spells and then having to complete spirit visage and then start working on giant spells like feels so slow Mm -hmm. uh but in theory for his like actual values and stuff it's it's good for sure i just think that um he needs spirit visage so fucking bad and that doesn't build on giant spells interesting but that's uh it's crazy i love that build i love it i um it's fun I hope they don't make it unique so you can't do it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, our last email is from Big Mike. Hey, guys. Big Mike again. Wanted to start by saying I finally climbed out of iron by uh, one-tricking Orn. I'm currently sat on an 80% win rate with him in my last 20 games, so I'm hoping to hit silver this season. 
Secondly, uh, why won't Riot switch to the obviously superior draft method they seem to use in pro play? It seems like a better way to draft. It makes you think about what the enemy team is picking and banning more. Finally, I wanted to ask you if you could switch the abilities on two champions, who would you choose? I love the idea of Tournament switching with Fiora and using that big ass sword to parry and her spinning around with that tiny little needle. Thanks for the podcast, uh, Big Mike. That's funny. I like that that imagery. Yeah. Um, congratulations on your newfound success. I think Orin's like pretty good for for solo queue if you're able to play weak side and and you know tolerate that. Um, pounds every single fucking tank in the game. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, why won't they switch to the? So I think the the pro draft method takes too long for solo queue, especially where dodging is not only. Pre, like more prevalent than pro play but simply present <laughs> you know you can't draft you can't dodge in pro play that'd be wild there's um, also a bunch of shit that just doesn't work for solo mm-hmm. queue like namely um first of all like that draft method works a lot because communication is a really important part of it yeah. right like oh they pick their top mid jungle we should pinch support a carry mm-hmm. you're not communicating all these things in your fucking solo queue 30 second draft window you know what i mean like like oh, we need to pinch this role. I need to first pick this or they're going to pinch me because like, yeah, exactly. Also, it works because you have like insights to what those people play, which you don't have in solo queue because you don't know what the enemy team is. Mm. Um, And then also like, dude, that means that players in theory have to play more characters because in current like League of Legends, in theory, yeah, a team can ban five AD carries, but it's way more likely that someone will be pinched on like, let's just say AD carry, right? You're an AD carry main, you're uh, fifth pick, right? your two your first three players pick top mid jungle mm-hmm. the enemy team let's just say they banned one or two 80 carries in first draft they're banning two more 80 carries in second mm-hmm. draft so yeah. you're going to be at least down four 80 carries before you get to pick which is like i don't for know solo if, queue, that's, that's crazy good, especially in like lower brackets to play too like imagine if you're fucking just like a random silver player and you just want to play league of legends you get your fucking champion pool pinched like in solo queue like what mm-hmm. the fuck yeah it's crazy like I, sorry i can't play you know 15 80 carries i'm iron <laughs> yeah you that's know. what i mean i it just it's just not that, like it's it's superior in like every way of like design it just doesn't yeah, work sure. in a solo environment yeah um and lastly which two abilities would we switch would you swap out tom mm-hmm. kench's shield for something actually usable can i switch for like other abilities that have to be the same like level um other abilities because he did Fiora W, uh, Tournament E. So you can pick any okay, basic cool. ability in the game. Uh, so I want to change Tom Kench's E for Malphite's passive. Really? No. <laughs> I just think it's funny <laughs> just giving him just a shittier shield. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Uh, is there a better a, version of his shield? Like, uh, actually, I think... How about Leona? How about Leona W? That'd be pretty good. So yeah. that way you don't, I mean, you still get like a lot of bonus a- HP, but now you don't have to build any resistances. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> He's so sick, broken, actually. actually. Yeah. Um, what about you? I oh, I would pick Leona's passive for something. I'm not sure what, but something. Maybe maybe Nautilus passive. More CC. Leona's passive is the sunlight, right? Yeah, it's the shitty like extra damage <laughs> if an ally hits him. God, is Nautilus passive the best passive on any other character in the game? I th- oh man it's hard because so There's a lot of characters, characters that like need their passive like, yeah i was gonna say so a lot of characters need their passives um but especially like, newer age ones like for yeah sure. i'm struggling to find one that would just be like so blanket like blanket good on so <laughs> like, many characters I mean, like just any character that has a like old school passive where they just threw it on them like 
is better with it. Like, for example, Fizz is he can walk through minions. Oh, yeah. Fizz would be so he, good. Imagine his auto is just stunned. <laughs> well, his Q applies on hit effects. Yeah. So his Q would just root. <laughs> yeah. Any character that can just give up their passive is infinitely better with Nautilus passive. That's crazy. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Huh. Interesting. Uh, awesome. Thank you, Big Mike. Um, that'll do it for this episode. It was a, a bit on the shorter side, but uh, we persisted through uh, through Mother Nature herself. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to send us an email, it is mail at leadcastpodcast.com. Uh, you can watch us, watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash kinglardout slash bluebasket and slash leadcastfrost. Uh, I'm planning to stream a lot more this weekend. I'll have some free time, so definitely tune in if you're interested. Tweet at us at LeeCast. On Facebook, we're LeeCast. Visit our website, LeeCastPodcast.com. Join our Discord server, discord.gg forward slash LeeCast. And finally, support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash LeeCast. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.